1 Samuel chapter 24. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the desert of Engedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way, and a cave was there. Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. Then David went out of the cave and called to Saul, My lord the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen when men say, David is bent on harming you? This day you've seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord because he's the Lord's anointed. See, look, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but I didn't kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I'm guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you're hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you've done to me, but my hand will not touch you. As the old saying goes, from evildoers come evil deeds, so my hand will not touch you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Who are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. When David finished saying these things, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I am, he said. You have treated me well, but I've treated you badly. You have just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you didn't kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. I know that you will surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not kill off all of my descendants, or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. And so Saul in the last chapter was called away from pursuing David because the Philistines had raided Israel. And so Saul took his army to fight the Philistines. And this chapter picks up um, with Saul returning from pursuing the Philistines. And he's told that David is in, in Gedi. So Saul takes 3,000 soldiers, 
to go looking for David. And last we heard about David, he had gone from 400 followers to 600 followers, but still 3,000 to 600 is pretty steep odds. And so he comes to um, the area where David is, and he goes into a cave, and the Bible says to relieve himself. And the men of David said, you know, here's Saul. You got a chance to kill him now, and um, you need to kill him. So David crept up on Saul, and he cut a corner off of Saul's robe. And it says uh, afterwards he was conscience-stricken about um, doing this to Saul and, and cutting his robe. But I want to just focus on that for a second. He cut the corner off of Saul's robe, and then he later showed Saul the um, the corner. And as evidence, he could have just as easily taken his life. I want to remind you back to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 15, Samuel announced to Saul that the Lord was going to take his kingdom away. And uh, Saul says, you know, please, Samuel, don't leave. And 1 Samuel 15, verse 27, we read, As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of the hem of his robe, and it tore. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one who's better than you. Now, this symbolic tearing that occurred um, under the anointing of the prophet Samuel, this was a sign and a symbol. Saul caught hold of of, uh, Samuel's robe. He ripped off a piece of it. And Samuel said, This is what it means, Saul. Yahweh is going to take your kingdom away and give it to somebody else better than you. Now, here we go back to what we just read about David. David cut the corner off of Saul's robe and um, uh, later showed it to him. But this had to remind Saul of the incident with Samuel, that Samuel had explained the prophetic significance of the, uh, the torn corner of the robe going to someone better than him. This had to all come rushing back to Saul. So let's go back to the narrative in chapter 24. David comes out of the cave and calls out to Saul. Saul looks around and and, uh, David says, This day you've seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I didn't. See, my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut the corner off your robe, but I didn't kill you. At that point, I have to believe that the Spirit of the Lord reminded Saul of the prophetic significance of the corner of the robe and uh, the words of prophecy that had come from Samuel years before. And so here's David of a different character. He recognizes that uh, Saul is the king. He recognizes that Saul was anointed by Samuel to serve as king, and he's unwilling to lift his hand against Saul, even though Saul is trying to kill him. And so David is content to let the Lord fight his battles. He says, may the Lord judge between me and you, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you've done to me, but my hand will not touch you. Now, friends, this is an extraordinary thing. And David exemplified this kind of attitude toward Saul all the days of Saul's life. David was simply unwilling to fight Saul in the natural. He avoided him time after time to preserve his life, but he wouldn't strike him down. He wouldn't lead his armies against Saul. And so in this particular instance, when David's finished talking, Saul is deeply touched. And Saul asks, the Bible records, is that your voice, David, my son? And then it says he wept aloud. Friends, in this weeping, I believe that Saul once again was made aware of the word of the Lord through Samuel and aware that Uh, that David would one day be king and aware that he had defaulted the throne through his own actions 
And uh, Saul went on to say, you're more righteous than I am, David. You've treated me well, but I've treated you badly. You've just now told me the good you did to me today. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you didn't kill me. And then he goes on in verse 20 to make this remarkable profession of faith. He says, I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. And so Saul unequivocally stated he knew the will of Yahweh. David is to be king, and Israel will be the kingdom of David, and it'll be established in his hand. And then Saul asked David not to cut off his descendants when he becomes king. And David gave his oath and said, I won't do that. So Saul and David part company in peace. This, uh, this character, Saul, year after year when I read Saul, I just can't help be moved with pity at the man. He, he essentially, I think, started out fairly well. But he was a very weak man. He had a lot of problems. And uh, he was very, very jealous and insecure about David. And uh, he was insecure about leading his men. He was insecure about his relationship with the Lord. He was just totally insecure about many things. And he was his own worst enemy. And so, Lord, we ask that we would be able to trust in you fully. And, Lord, um, Saul was unable to see with spiritual eyes that you were able to defend him and deliver him. But David saw, not with eyes in the natural, but with eyes in the spirit, that you were his shield and his defender. Lord, David never stepped up to take matters into his own hands without you directing him to do so. Lord, may we respond favorably to your leadership and to the relationship with you. May our confidence be in you. May our trust be in you. May our hope and our love be in you. May our identity be found in you, Lord, not in uh, whatever position we hold, not in whatever um, vocation or education or finances or lack of finances. May our identity be found as sons of the living God, whether we're male or female. May we recognize our sonship in you, that we are eternal beings because of what Jesus has done for us. We thank you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.